Today on the Locked On Blues podcast, the St. Louis Blues head into a pivotal game five against the Minnesota Wild with the series evened up at two games apiece. Uh, since we last talked, they have lost a game in pretty embarrassing fashion at home, and the Blues have also won a game in pretty convincing fashion at home. So I'm going to be breaking down both of those games, the switch from Billy Husso to Jordan Binnington, the state of the Blues defense, which is still dealing with tons and tons of injuries, and what it will take for the St. Louis Blues to come out on top of this series, because it's been a good one so far, and oh boy, Game 5 and on is going to be chaos. Make sure you stay tuned. Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and your number one source for daily Blues content. I'm your host, Josh Hyman, and I'm going to be taking you guys on a solo episode today because we've got a lot to talk about. Um, the St. Louis Blues played two games, like I said, since we last spoke. One of them was a pretty bad loss that had me and a lot of other people questioning the Blues' chances in the series. They went to a, a big move, switching from Billy Husso to Jordan Binnington in Game 4, and then played their butts off and came away with a strong victory in that game. Uh, so the series is even at 2. I'm going to be kind of talking about the state of the series right now. Uh, Blues are still dealing with some injuries to their defense, but Scott Perunovic made his playoff debut and looked great doing it. So lots to talk about. I'm going to start first and foremost talking about that loss that they had. Um, in game three. Before I get into that though, I want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, so Friday night, Blues played a game. Uh, they didn't realize they were playing a game, I guess, because they gave up a goal 39 seconds in, and then another one two minutes and 18 seconds in. They really played themselves out of the game in the first two minutes because, you know, after that, yeah, they. They did end up going down for nothing, but after that, they kind of played 50-50 with the Minnesota Wild, and, and it could have gone either way. Obviously, you know, being down 2-0 early is going to take the wind out of your sails, and the Blues didn't end up scoring till late in the game when O'Reilly got a power play goal um, early in the third period, but at that point, you know, it was a little too little too late. Um, I mean, they definitely had some chances, but overall, it, it, it really felt like those first two minutes took the Blues out of the game in its entirety. And that's frustrating, you know, because we could be sitting here with the Blues having a 3-1 series lead if they play those first two minutes a little bit better. But, you know, you can't you can't argue hypotheticals like that. Um, the Blues played poorly. Uh, I don't remember which goal it was. I think it was the second goal where Vili Husso made a save on a breakaway and then just kind of stood up and didn't know what was going on around him, had the puck bounce in off of his skates from behind the net and go into the net. That At that point, I was like, oh boy, going to be a long night. You know, the Blues just didn't really feel like they had their wits with it without them, um, wits about them, I should say. And it, it just got worse from there. I think the, the defenseman injuries continue to pile up that game. I think they had to play with five defensemen for a majority of that game with Krug going down with a pretty significant injury. That might have been the game before. Um, I might be remembering wrong, but their defense has been beaten, battered so much. It's hard to keep track. Um, but the Blues really didn't look like they belonged in this game all that much. Like, like I said, they obviously had their pressure, um, but they didn't really feel like they were going to make a push like they did in the game before, where even though they had lost the previous game, it felt like they kind of, 
were putting up a respectable showing and could have won if things went a little bit differently. This game was a little bit of the opposite. It felt like the Minnesota Wild controlled from the beginning to the end of that game. And, you know, the Blues didn't really look like they belonged in the series for a lot of that game. It looked like the Minnesota Wild might run away and take this in five uh, with the way that the Blues were playing at that point. And it was disheartening to see because it was like a lot of the a lot of the issues that plagued the blues at their worst points of the regular season were coming out and rearing their ugly head in that loss you know the offense went cold the defense was not doing it the goalies any favors and billy huso you know wasn't playing great obviously it's not like he could have stolen that game sure he could have pitched a shutout whatever but he he wasn't playing great like i said definitely looked uncomfortable at times especially that second or third goal whatever it was where he kind of gave up that bank shot off of his skate um, it really just felt like the Blues couldn't put it together for the life of them in that game. And that warranted a pretty big change heading into game four, where the St. Louis Blues decided that they are going to switch from Vili Husso to Jordan Bennington. And uh, that was a move that Tommy and I had kind of talked about after the first loss and said it's way too soon to tell. It's too early in the series to go to Jordan Bennington. You know, maybe later on we'd see something like that. And then sure enough, Bennington comes in for game four. Um, and it was a huge test. He was 0-9 in his previous nine playoff games. His stats were atrocious. He hadn't won a playoff game since winning the Stanley Cup final. Um, it was it was a big test, and it really felt like it was do or die. You know, if the Blues came out and had a similar start to what they did in Game 3, then it's like, that's it. That's all she wrote for the series. You know, Jordan Bennington, confidence gone. Uh, Billy Huso's confidence is gone because he got uh, put on the bench in that game. It really felt like it was a very, 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 very important first period for the St. Louis Blues heading into Game 5, and just a very important game in general because, you know, you're switching to Jordan Bennington halfway through the series. Theoretically, if you want to go on a cup run, you need a goalie that's going to be, you know, your guy, your rock, and turn into a guy in Game 4 of Round 1 is is definitely kind of throwing him into the fire. So uh, the stakes were very high heading into that game. Uh, I was nervous. Um, I'm sure you guys were all nervous, so I'm going to be talking about that game here in the second segment, um, and then I'm going to be talking about the defense and Jordan Bennington goaltending situation as a whole, because in case you in case you didn't pay attention, there was a lot to like in yesterday's game. Make sure you stay tuned. But before we get into that, I want to tell you guys about our partners over at Bet Online now. BetOnline continues to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights and even next season nfl futures bet online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoff esports and more head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action bet online where the game starts and i'll be right back with the second half of today's episode all right so mother's day game matinee afternoon game Mother's in the stands for the Blues. Bonnie O'Reilly cheering her heart out. Big, big test for the St. Louis Blues. And I talked about it before, but again, I need to repeat this. Jordan Bennington heading into Sunday's game was 0-9 in his previous nine playoff starts, including the bubble and all that weird stuff. Um, He had not had a lot of success uh, in the past few years when it came to the playoffs. And that was definitely a huge storyline early on. Um... The Blues needed to get off to a hot start. You know, the Wild got off to a hot start in Game 3, and that's really all they needed to take control and take momentum um, of that game and just, you know, put the Blues in the rearview mirror. Um, so I was nervous. You know, those first those first five minutes, those first few shifts of Game 4 were crucial 
Um, obviously, you know, we didn't record an episode before, but that would have been one of the keys to the game that Tommy and I would have talked about, um, was just winning the early part of the game. You know, every team that had scored first in the series up until that point had won the game. There had been zero, zero lead changes. So, you know, team goes up one, nothing. That's it. They stay at least in the lead or maybe they'll get tied at some point, but no lead change. The team that scores first had won every single game of the series up until that point. Um, so obviously, like I said, beginning of the game was huge for the St. Louis Blues. Offensive lines got shifted up a little bit. Uh, they broke up the Buchnevich thomas Tarasenko line, uh, which was probably for the better. Hadn't been producing that much. And then Buchnevich. Uh, cashed in with a great pass to Jordan Cairo, who got his first of the night, giving the Blues the lead just four minutes in, which is exactly what I've been talking about, exactly what they needed to do to capture momentum in that game and allow Jordan Bennington to settle in. And he faced a couple shots and made some good saves. But Kirill Kaprasov, of course, Dollar Bill Kirill, ties the game up for the Minnesota Wild, heading into the second period, which became, obviously, the biggest period of the season for the St. Louis Blues up until that point. The second period is an area where the Blues have had a ton of success uh, in the regular season. Hadn't had that much repeated success of that in the postseason so far. Um, so it was it was very important. You know, Biddington obviously allowed a goal. Um, maybe a goal he could have wanted back, and eh, not really. Um, so, you know, it wasn't a perfect first period by any means. The Blues outshot the Wild by a ton, uh, out outpossessed them played the better period but came out of the first with a tie and that's not what you would have loved to see after the start that the blues had you know you, you would have hoped that they came out of that period with a lead um just based on how well they played it was definitely a little a little concerning a little um i don't know frustrating with how well the blues played in that first period and the fact that they came out of it with it tied you know mark andre Fleury made some huge saves for the wild in that period uh and it felt like it was going to be a really tight game down to the wire that is until the floodgates opened up, and it started with David Perron, who has had one of the best playoff series or playoff series in recent memory for the St. Louis Blues. He's up to not including the goal, or including the goal I'm going to talk about later. He is up to five goals and I think two assists through the first four games of the series for almost two points per game so far. Um, scored a beautiful backhand goal off of a pass from Ryan O'Reilly who, you know, his mother in the crowd celebrating like crazy. I love it. Every time O'Reilly would do anything, even when he, okay, this is, I'm going to go on a tangent here, but something I found really funny um, was, I don't know when in the game it was, I think it was before his assist. Ryan O'Reilly had gotten beaten and battered in the first period. You know, the Wild were, were really going at him and hitting him hard and making life tough for him. Second period, he gets pushed into the, the crossbar, hits it pretty hard and stays down on the ice. Ryan O'Reilly, not a guy that stays down on the ice. And I don't think anyone was really concerned that he was injured. More so just like, dang, like he's had a he's had a rough go tonight. And the camera pans to his mother in the crowd. I think she's saying something like, something like oh, he's fine. He's fine. So I don't know. Uh, Bonnie O'Reilly, definitely one of my favorite side characters from that game. They kept showing her. They showed her probably like seven times throughout the night. Obviously, O'Reilly had a couple points, which helped. You know, every time he would get an assist or a goal, they'd immediately pan to her for Mother's Day. But it was great because, you know, her commentary was great. Uh, a couple people read lips on Twitter, and like I said, she was—they were kind of, she's kind of almost not not giving him crap, but like, she was the most calm one. Like I was like, "Oh crap, is O'Reilly hurt?" But they pan to his mother, and he's like, "Oh no, he's he's good, he's good." So, bit of a tangent, and then a little bit after that, uh, he puts a beautiful pass onto the stick of David Perron, who gets his fourth goal of the series to put the Blues up two to one. And then less than a minute later, Jordan Cairo scores the prettiest goal for the St. Louis Blues so far in the postseason with a beautiful beautiful between the legs move now that all started i believe with matt dumba 
with a turnover behind the wild net. Um, just kind of passed it along the boards pretty weakly right to Ryan O'Reilly. So it was a great pass to Ryan O'Reilly. Um, but unfortunately, Ryan O'Reilly is not on the Minnesota Wild. So in that sense, not a great pass. But still, Ryan O'Reilly had a great pass to Jordan Cairo, who had a couple defensemen on him. Um, put the puck between his legs, just absolutely beautiful, and then just had the patience to outweigh Marc-Andre Fleury and fire a backhander past him into the cage to put the Blues up 3-1. to one. And just like that, the Blues offense did what they had been doing throughout the regular season and just in the blink of an eye opened a game up wide. You know, that Perron goal, of course, was natural, but that Cairo goal is a perfect example of creating something out of nothing. A four check from Ryan O'Reilly forces a turnover, and then Jordan Cairo dekes past two defensemen with an absolutely beautiful move to go up two goals in the span of less than a minute. And the Minnesota Wild had been playing well up until that point. The game was pretty even, 50-50. Um, and just like that, all the momentum snatched by the Blues. Going up 3-1 like that, unbelievably um positive for the momentum of the St. Louis Blues and after that you know it was kind of back and forth Matt Boldy scored off of a weird little play um early in the third and and Jordan Bennington seemed a little flustered he kind of didn't have an opportunity to to get himself back in the cage um oh that reminds me that, that David Perron goal was super weird um it was kind of like bounced around and I think bounced off a defender something like that so uh kind of a garbage goal put the Blues up one, and then a beautiful goal to put the goal, Blues up two. That's kind of what you need to do in the playoffs. It's, it's the dichotomy. You're going to score You're gonna score garbage, rebound, weird bouncing goals, and then you're going to score beautiful highlight real deking goals, and the Blues did both within a minute of each other. Um, and then Matt Boldy kind of did a similar thing. Some wild scramble out front. Jordan Bennington is out of the crease, doesn't really have an opportunity to get back, but again, not really goaltender interference or anything like that. Just Weird play. Bennington didn't have obviously any chance to to make a play on the puck. It was just sitting there on the goal line and boldly tapped it in to bring the wild within one. And that's a really pivotal pivotal point in the game. You know, uh, a goal that's not traditional getting scored could definitely have taken Jordan Bennington out of the game and taken the Blues out of the game. You know, when a two goal lead gets cut to one, oftentimes the momentum goes right in favor of the team that is losing. Um, and it kind of did. The Wild put a lot of pressure on for the next 16 minutes of game time. There wasn't, you know, any goal score, but the Wild definitely had their chances. Jordan Bennington made some huge, huge saves. I think the Blues killed off a penalty in there at one point too. Bennington was so solid um, in that stretch and allowed the Blues to eventually get the win. Now, in this third and final segment coming up, I'm going to be talking about Jordan Bennington. Going to be talking about the final two goals of the game. Obviously, one goal was an empty net or nothing too serious, but still, Blues did a very good job of hanging on. So. Stay tuned for this third segment. I'm kind of wrapping this all up, talking about the state of the Blues defense and more, specifically Scott Perunovich. So make sure you stay tuned for that. But before we get into any of that, I want to tell you guys about Built Bar. Now, summer is right around the corner, and with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on your family vacations. Throw them in your bags and your kids' backpacks. Make sure that everyone has a bar so you are fueled for your summer adventures. All Built Bars and Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate, and that means with Built Bar, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy it. Uh, have you tried Built Puffs yet? Everyone's going crazy for them. They're protein-infused marshmallows. They come in crazy flavors like banana cream pie and even churro. Who doesn't want a protein bar that tastes like a churro? Plus, they're only 140 calories. Sign me up. That's even more than a lot of other Built Bars. Most Built Bars contain only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. 
Go to Built.com to get all your favorites, banana cream pie, raspberry, double chocolate, and so many more. There are all delicious and new flavors and are coming out all the time. Check them out at Built.com. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. I'll be right back to wrap up today's episode. All right, so as I said, the the Wild did a very good job of hanging in this game and got themselves a, a bit of a dirty garbage goal, not a dirty goal, but like you know, a, you know what I mean, a greasy goal, um, to bring them within one. And at that point, it was crucial for the Blues to hang on. And Jordan Bennington led the charge, um, keeping the Blues in the game. David Perron scores a pretty much a full ice empty netter to seal it for the Blues. And then Blues continue to put pressure on. They get a power play, and Ryan O'Reilly gets his. Gets his first goal of the night, but his third goal of the series and his third point of the night uh, to much, much happiness of his mother, Bonnie, who, again, seemed like she was the happiest of the night uh, when he scored a goal. Second happiest was when he ran to the post. Um, jokes, obviously. But, yeah, huge goal there as well. Just kind of put the put the extra stamp on the game and say, we'll, sco- we'll even score another one at even strength, just for good measure. Um, so the Blues went up 5-2 at that point, and obviously that was all she wrote. 2-2, two two, heading into a incredibly pivotal Game 5. You know, I don't know exactly what the statistic is, but the team that win five games, wins Game 5 goes on to win the series like 80% of the time, I believe. So it's going to be incredibly, incredibly crucial for the Blues to play well. And their defense is questionable right now. Marco Scandella is probably not going to play. Nick Letty and Robert Bertuzzo skated today in practice, but their status for the game is up in the air. One guy who came in um, and played extremely well is Scott Perunovic. Brunovich hasn't played since January, has never played in the NHL playoffs, and came in last night and did his job. Only like 13 minutes of ice time, I want to say. Didn't get a whole ton of time at 5-on-5, but when he was out there for the power play, he was absolutely slinging it. He made some amazing passes. His uh, ability to keep the puck in the zone was amazing. They had, I think the first power play he was out there, the Blues had like, it was a four-minute power play, and the Blues had like two and a half minutes straight of uh, zone time. They didn't get a goal, but Scott Perunovich basically quarterbacked to perfect power play everything but the goal he did a perfect job quarterbacking the power play for that pretty much that entire two and a half minutes um he was out there there weren't really any whistles the puck never really left the blue zone and that's all thanks to scott perunovich he did a great 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 job back there slinging the puck around like i said keeping the puck in the zone and doing his job exactly as advertised and he got an assist in that game and if he continues to play that role and play that role as well as he has their assists are going to be plenty for him um he looked like a seasoned veteran out there uh, for the Blues on that power play. And even when he was out there at 5-on-5, five five, he did his job well. I didn't really notice him other than when he was on the power play, which is a good thing. You know, that means he wasn't making turnovers. Yeah, he's not the strongest defensively. He wasn't breaking up two-on-ones or anything like that. But he did enough to where it's like, okay, yeah, Scott Brunovich, net positive. Didn't play a ton of time, but when he did, he was noticeable. He was a difference maker. He got an assist, and he applied tons of pressure on the Minnesota Wild. Only thing is I'd like to see him shoot it a little bit more. I feel like if he could get some get some bodies out front, uh, just fire a puck on net when he's up on top of there. Obviously, you know, he did the good job of making the extra pass, and I don't think he ever really made a pass that he shouldn't have and passed up a shot, but if he can start taking shots and, and opening up shooting lanes, that's just going to make the passing lanes even wider for Perunovic. So I'm really happy with that, and then, like I said, I'm really happy with Jordan Binnington. Now the question is, do you go back to Jordan Binnington again in Game 5? I think yes. Uh, I think the team, you know, really responded to him being in between the pipes, and he responded to the challenge, had his best playoff game since the Blues won the Stanley Cup in 2019. 
Um, and there's no reason to believe he won't continue that momentum. We saw what Jordan Bennington with playoff momentum looks like. He can steal games for you. He can even steal a series for you, you could argue. So yeah, turn to him again in game five because, oh man, it's going to be a big one. It's going to be a crucial one. Like I said, whatever team wins game five, I think goes on to win the series 80% of the time. Plus, you know, you, uh, you have a chance to, if you go up in game five, you go up three to two, you have a chance to close it out in St. Louis rather than trying to force that game seven in Minnesota. So going to be a crazy game five. Uh, we're going to have it covered for you here on the Lockdown Blues podcast. But that is all the time I have for you guys today. Wanted to thank you all so much for listening. Uh, make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at Lockdown Blues. We're getting close to 250 subscribers. A lot of fun stuff happening there. You can see my beautiful face five days a week. Plus Tommy's, you know, he should be on tomorrow's episode and all that preview in the game should be fun. Um, but yeah, make sure you stay tuned for that. Follow us on all of our socials on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok at Locked On Blues. Follow me on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. You can follow Tommy, my co-host at TWelcher15. Thanks so much for listening. And as always, let's go Blues.